Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. Today is Thursday, April 29th. We are almost to the end of April. I can't even believe it. But we are so excited that you guys have joined us today. I'm going to continue my interview with my friend Steve Dace regarding his book, The Faucian Bargain. But we're going to do more than that. We're going to talk today about the death of critical thinking and the crisis of courage in the culture and what we can do about it. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So thanks for tuning in today. Before we get started, I want to let you guys know something very exciting. I've got a brand new podcast that just launched. It's called America's Town Hall with Heidi St. John. We're going to be talking about all things politics and uh, everything that's happening in the culture with regard to socialism. We're going to talk about what that is. I'm going to be interviewing wonderful men and women who are at the front of the America First agenda and what it's going to take to get the country on track. So check that out at America's Town Hall with Heidi St. John. I will link back to it in the show notes today and it will be available wherever podcasts are at. All right, you guys, without further ado, I'm going to continue my conversation with Steve Dace in progress. Well, I wonder too, you know, you were talking about the spirit that has really what I've been saying and you're framing it. I think the same, you're saying the same thing I'm saying differently which is that there is a spirit of fear in the in the country right now and actually over the world and it has settled over our nation like a cold wet blanket and the only people that have the antidote to this spirit are the children of God they are the they are the men and women the children of the living God and unless and until we've learned something very valuable right it's very easy to scare people and very hard to unscare them and as believers we have an opportunity right now to stand in boldness and say no we will not do this we will not comply we show us the evidence right we have an opportunity to stand for truth rather than participate in a lie and most of the people that i know now are believing where maybe they weren't a year ago absolutely not that many and as the year has gone on we're seeing more and more people but don't we have an obligation once we realize we we've, we've been lied to once we realize, oh my goodness, the governor of Oregon is going to shut down her, how many more people have to die from this? How many more people have to lose their livelihoods and lose their their loved ones to suicide and drug and alcohol abuse? I find it very interesting that along with this spirit of fear came the spirit of addiction. And uh, we, we didn't close. I mean, here in the Northwest, they didn't close the pot shops or the alcohol uh, dispensaries or the abortion clinics. Those are all deemed essential. But the mom and pop who have a little hot dog stand in uh, Vancouver, Washington, they went out of business. It's a wicked, this is wickedness. Yes. And the church is the only, the only body on the face of the earth equipped, or we should be, to deal with it, right? Yes. Yeah. That, that's, it's what we're here for. We're, we're, we are here. One of the reasons we're here is for conflicts just like this. And four weeks ago today was the first day that you could go outside in Nevada, which is almost a statewide desert. Four weeks ago today was the first time that you could go outside in Nevada and play basketball at a park. Yet, for at least the last six months, you've been able to take a pack of lung darts into a casino, lower your mask to inhale and exhale them. You've been able to do that for six months plus, but you weren't able to go outside and play basketball and get sunshine and vitamin D at a park. This is nonsensical. You use the right word, wicked. If I have one more Christian tell me I wear a mask 
to love my neighbor as I love myself, I'm going to find out if Christ meant turn the other cheek, like metaphorically, or smack the left back butt cheek and then the right one. Is that what turn the other cheek means? Okay, because you're asking me to bear false witness. That's a violation of the commandments. The masks don't work. They don't work. So we all know they don't work. Michigan's idea this week was to start masking uh, toddlers because they had six months to mask the adults and it didn't stop that state from being the worst state in the country currently for COVID. They don't work. They don't work in Japan, where we've been told in the media three times that Japan conquered COVID with masks. Now they're talking about canceling the Olympics again because they can't get COVID under control. They don't work. So me put, you asking me to put mine on is you asking me to deny the truth. Is ask, you're asking me to, 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 to bear false witness. And because it's, it's, it's not even, it would be another thing too. This is what really struck me in the last year is the lack of humility. Like if they had come to us and said, guys, we don't trust China. We don't know what we're up against. We're going to, you know, do our best to get this thing reopened as fast as we can. But we don't know what the long-term consequences of this virus are. So we're going to do like this Swiss cheese approach. We're going to throw everything in the chicken, the kitchen sink at it, you know? And so we don't know if masks will work or not. We're going to try them, see what happens. You see what I'm saying? They didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, yeah. they told us masks work better than vaccines. That's what the previous CDC director said. The, the current uh, Fauci just went on TV last weekend and said, even though I'm vaccinated, I'm protected more by a mask. Well, get record of the mask. That doesn't speak well of your vaccinations, brah. Okay. Um, so, I mean, that's just flat earth voodoo junk science is what, I mean, if I were the CEOs of Moderna and Pfizer, I would not be very happy with that messaging. So, <laughs> I know. I said, I think, I think Father Fauci is the single best spokesperson for the anti-vax movement. He might be. I mean, the idea, hey, take these experimental non-FDA approved substances, check them into your body and still be a leper still be a member of the COVID stand leper colony. Holly, man, I, I just can't imagine with messaging like that, we now have more vaccines supply than we do demand. I, I, I can't even, I can't imagine why people are not just flocking to get jabbed with that messaging. Right. Well, here in Washington state, the, uh, the reader boards on all of our major thoroughfares say, even if you've been vaccinated, mask up everywhere. It, it's just, it's, it's bananas and you can't go into an airport. Well, I do. So I, I won't wear that mask until I'm walking, you know, to the jet bridge. And uh, my sister last week in the store, she went into a grocery store here locally and a, and a man saw her without her mask and went up to her and coughed on her and never took his mask down. By the way, he coughed into his mask, which I found amusing. <laughs> it's like, you know, but my, my sister called me and she said, there's a spirit behind this, Heidi. It's a spirit. I'm like, oh yeah, there's absolutely there is. So when you said in the book that one of my favorite chapters in this, but by the way, I'll link back to it in the show notes today. Everybody that's listening to this needs to run out and get this because what it does is it's ammunition. It gives you the the tools and the ability to understand what's happening and talk about it intelligently, which is I think what what kind of trips people up. Right, because you've got these yes. epidemiologists and these guys who who call I mean, themselves. You, you got me a little fired up in this conversation, but our book is not like this. I'm kind of ranting right now because you got me fired up. That's good, though. 
That's good. That's going to make the people listening to this want to get your book, dude. Well, good. <laughs> but the book is meant for you to have the sober-minded data. Information is the weapon of mass destruction these days, and whoever controls the flow of information in any culture will have control. Data is data you've, uh, every, almost everybody listening to this has been denied over the past year. It's meant for you to take to your school board, to take to your legislature, your governor, your city council, et cetera, and get your life back. That's what it's for. Yeah, that's right. Because really, the, here's the truth, you guys. COVID-19 is the least worst pandemic in almost, what, since the, since the 19, what, 60s, right? Talking about the Hong Kong flu in 1969. Right? Yeah, the Hong Kong flu in 1969. We, we still had Woodstock. Lyndon Johnson actually went into the hospital for Hong Kong flu in 1969. It was barely, made barely a news ripple at the time. Yes. Amazing. Uh, chapter 10 of your book, which I think might have been my favorite chapter, uh, you called the Branch Covidian Cult. And I want to really quickly just go through these these points with the audience because it's so good. You were talking about the similarities between this COVID nonsense, this fear mongering uh, that has produced these unconstitutional, e- illegal, illogical mandates, you know, the lockdowns, the whole thing. The first thing you said was that cults discourage, if not oppose, outright critical thinking. And this is the very first thing. You're not even allowed to question. You know, dude, I'm still locked out of Facebook right now. I cannot get into my huge page that has what, uh, that reaches about 2 million people a week. They locked me out because I shared the NIH study that came out last week that said that masks don't work. And in fact, they're making us sicker. And so, and I didn't even pontificate about it. I just said, hey, you guys, here's a government study. Check it out. Look what they're saying about masks. Bam, within probably five minutes, I got a notice from Facebook saying that my page was on the verge of being unpublished. They're going to unpublish my, it was shocking to me. Because we're not allowed to think for ourselves. That's the first sign of a cult, right? A first sign that you're being brainwashed. Yes. That study is cited, by the way. Not that I had a chance to study it myself, but that study actually came out of Stanford University. It was done by a couple of med students there, I believe. Stanford's rated one of the top five medical schools in the country. So they may not be right. I don't know. But the idea that somehow Facebook is more qualified, whoever's right book to discuss this than people who have been admitted to one of the elite medical schools in the world is just beyond ridiculous. They did this to Ron DeSantis in Florida a couple of weeks ago. YouTube did this. Yes. Ad. Yep. Took it, took it, took his round table down. Yeah. Uh, this was a pan. One of the members of this panel was Martin Koldorf. He actually designed from Harvard, uh, the number one university in the United States. He actually designed the VAERS website, the incidents website for CDC pre-COVID. He's the creator of it. Uh, apparently, he's not qualified to discuss this, but whoever's running Facebook and their science team is. The idea that you can't question things. I'm sorry, man. This just has a really, uh, a, a real left behind book vibe. To this it does. Thing, man. It just does. Yeah. Yeah, it does. You said cults isolate themselves and their members from the outside world, sometimes even forcibly. Seems like a lockdown. Hello? Lockdown, yeah. anyone? Social distancing, yes. Social, yeah. And what now the studies are coming out. What I just saw another one yesterday. They were like, yeah, six feet. It, you might as well be 60. It doesn't matter. That was from MIT, another elite academic institution. Which Facebook will not allow to be shared without putting the, the label of shame on it. Why do you think that is? I mean, just, just on its face, 
And what I, what I think this is really going on is the spirit of the age. And what do I mean by spirit of the age? It's a biblical phrase I use for my audience. I don't do an explicitly Christian show. I'm just a Christian that does a, a show. But that also means I bring in people of different spiritual persuasions that may not necessarily understand the origins of what I'm talking about. And so spirit of the age is basically just a, a demonic, is a manifestation of the demonic influence behind whatever is the is the prevailing anti-Christian sentiment in any culture. That's that's how I would define it. And I think what our, and what it's attempting to do in our in our time, Heidi, is create a scenario of fascism. The the, the traditional definition of fascism is an is an alliance of elites in the public and private sector who basically dictate the lives of everyone else. And I think that's what it's attempting to do uh, is to take Google and social media and big tech and big pharma and big corporations that are getting increasingly wokeified and aligned with um, uh, an all intrusive government to create really an impenetrable barrier of control. That's what I think it's, is going on here. Yeah, I agree. It's and and we're watching it happen right in front of us. And I'm, uh, I'm continually amazed. I had uh, someone call me last week because they saw that I got locked out of my account again. Happens to be taking a very important case right now before the highest court in the land, asking if they could use what's happening to me. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Here, I can give you all the documentation. Every time I put something up there that they don't like, they take it they down. They did they it refused. to me last year. I posted the New York, it was a New York Times expose of our PCR testing. Why it's, I, all right. I just posted a story with a summary of it. And the Facebook science team has, has, I guess, permanently scarlet lettered my Facebook page ever since. I'm like, I didn't do the study, dude. The New York Times right. did. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's amazing. I tried to get a, a verified badge because people are always trying to replicate my account, making fake accounts. They have denied me a verified badge. I can't even question them taking me down. I, I have no access to anyone over there. And I think it's interesting because you point out in the book that cults put loyalty to their leader above everything else, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. this is trust Fauci, right? If you you said that, right? Google trust Fauci and you're going to get 10 million results, Right. If you Google in Fauci, we trust the teacher, almost 1.7 million results come up. It's amazing to me what they're doing. It's like they've canonized the dude. Right. I mean, they're looking at him in a in a in a real almost a religious way. In the history of this world, first of all, every government's a theocracy. Every government is. It's just a matter of who Theo is. Every government, every government seem to be either um, appointed by God, the God. Um, or that it derives its authority from God. Ours was actually the first government in human history that didn't do that, that said that actually the people's authority came from God, that they were made in the image of God, their rights come from God, not from government, and therefore government is subservient to the people, and its job is to protect their rights, not to rule them. That was a radical paradigm shift in human history when that was asserted when our country was founded less than 250 years ago. What's going on in our country now has been more inclined of what human history is because, Heidi, every culture in all of human history, this is a fact of existence, has either worshipped the one creator of the cosmos or idols. Every single Collectively, not perfectly, but collectively. Every culture in human history has either collectively worshipped the creator or idols. 
And then once it turns to idols, things get increasingly sectarian, tribalistic, and defensive, as those war as camps now of warring idolaters get into conflict about whose idol is more worthy of the idolatry. And that's the that's the era that we are now headed into. We have we have moved on from collective worship of our creator as a people to now we it's a nation of idolaters. And that's why things are going to get increasingly bitter, nasty. You get a lot less e pluribus unum with idolatry than you do worship of the creator. And so you're going to see a lot less unity in our culture. You're going to see a lot more divisiveness, a lot more sectarian bitterness, tribalistic uh, confrontation. You're going to see a lot more of that in our culture in the, to come. And this is, this is the beginning of that. How dare you tell me that Anthony Fauci isn't any good? I, the, I was on C-SPAN uh, a few weeks ago when we first debuted Fauci and Bargain. And a woman called up and said, who are you to question Anthony Fauci? I said, I'm a darned American. That's who I am. I get to because the country begins with we the people, not them the experts. And there's over 200 there's over 200 uh, footnotes in our book. Come at me, bro. Tell me what I've said that's factually inaccurate. Show me. Show show me where the lie is. If you show me one, I'll correct it. But you've got to show me what it is. And I need more than your titles. They had a lot of impressive titles that told Galileo that he was wrong. A lot of impressive titles told the apostles, people don't rise from the dead. A lot of impressive titles told the pilgrims not to get on a rickety boat. A lot of impressive titles kept John and Bunyan in prison for years as he wrote Pilgrim's Progress on the walls of his cell. I'm going to need more than your titles. God's no respecter of persons. Neither am I. Show me the lie. If there's something wrong, I'll correct it. But until then, you can take a long walk off a short cliff with your titles. So thanks for tuning in today. I hope you guys are enjoying this conversation. There were a few moments in my interview with Steve that I just, I I was almost in tears, just so refreshing to hear a man who loves God telling the truth about what's happening in the culture and really say, guys, we got we to gotta get off the bench and onto the battlefield. That really is the heartbeat behind the show here, behind Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. It has been the cry of my heart for many, many years. And uh, I know you guys are going to be blessed. We're going to continue this conversation on Friday, and that's where we'll end the week because uh, the more I talked to Steve, the more I was like, you know what, this conversation just needs to continue. And so that's what I did. I recorded three days worth of conversations with him. I know it's going to be an encouragement to you. Tonight, you guys, I am going to be in, for those of you who are local, I'm going to be at the Skamania County GOP meeting. So I hope you guys will come. You can get more information about that on my website, Heidi St. John for Congress.com. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your just continued support of this show. We greatly appreciate it. I wanted to let you know that Mandy from Ohio has gotten off the bench. She wrote in to say, Heidi, I'm getting off the bench and working to start a homeschool resource center with my co-op. Any advice for how to get started? Mandy, we have lots of advice for you. We are actually currently writing a manual for those of you who are interested in starting your own homeschool resource center. Stay tuned. You're going to hear more about that in the days to come. Marianne from Washington State wrote in to say, Heidi, the Lord directed me to your podcast when the Rona craziness began. And since then, to all the other things you've been doing to help us get off the bench. You've been a blessing to me and to my family and friends. I started homeschooling before it was legal in Washington. 
So not adhering to the mask pandemic is natural for me. Bless you, your family, and your ministry. Thank you, Marianne, for that very, very much. We are encouraged, you guys, by your stories of getting off the bench and onto the battlefield. And we want to remind you that it's not for nothing. The Bible teaches us that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Thanks for listening today, everybody, and for leaving reviews for the podcast and following my new podcast, America's Town Hall with Heidi St. John. Have a great day, everybody, and I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.